Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's almost Christmas. Welcome to this week's episode. In today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit about some Strava KOMs, the 2023 protein kits. Have we seen some professional cyclists riding with hairy legs? And finally, some mechanics highlights of 2022. All right, let's get into it. All right, I want to start us off today, Jesse, with some Pro Team Kits 2023. And I'm going to make it. This is a, here's a hot take. Hot take, right? We're going to start with it. I'm just taking this off, by the hot way. Hot take. Okay, well, I'm, I'm leaving mine. Okay. I've done a, done a deal with, uh, with the kids. I'm running it the whole time. Uh, there's the elves back here. Um, okay, hot take. Here it comes. This is the title of today's video. 2023, the best year of professional cyclist kits ever. Discuss. Yeah. yeah. No? Okay. Well, look, generally blue is clearly the new black. Thankfully, the gradient, Jesse Coyle, those who have been watching this channel for a little bit will know my rant on the gradient. The gradient has borderline disappeared completely from the professional tour. Fantastic news for gradient haters. Or how are we going to do this? Do you want to just? Do well, we're going to. So I got this article here, okay, cycling perfect. news article. They've gone through all the the teams. So I reckon we just. Do you have this link up? Yes. I reckon go top to bottom, mm-hmm. and well, we're a podcast now, aren't we? So I, we I'll, I'll give a brief explanation of the kit, and oh, Chris, go. you tell me if we if, if we like it or not. So we're starting off Astana, Kazakhstan. It looks the same to me. I mean, is that a gradient there? So they transition. They've got the, their normal light blue, and then they've got the darker blue at the bottom. It's like a a triangular is that a fade it's almost a fade it's there's look there's a little bit of a fade going on i must admit we've gone sort of some sort of like diamond thing to kind of move it from one to the other look it's it's not worth spending a lot of time on move Mm. on next one i like it though i'm a fan uh next one they've got here bahrain victorious a bit looks kind of similar a bit bit darker than last year kind of pops what do you reckon hasn't changed much move on what next up no, I'm a fan. Blue band on the sleeve. That's oh, fine. It's fine. Yeah. yeah, it just hasn't changed yeah. much. That's that all. Goes. I'm quite happy. Yeah. Groupama FDJ. Hit the brakes. Pump the brakes. Pump the brakes. Best kit in the tour. Yep. Best kit in the tour. Love this. Okay. Love it. Love the color blocking. Love the branding. There is absolutely no, you know who that kit is from a mile away. Love it. Yeah. I'm a I'm a big fan too because uh, th- th- this navy blue was kind of my coaching one of the coaching brand colors. Yeah. 
Yep. And I'm like, oh, it'd be nice if I could copy that. Like it's really, yeah, Sick. I like it. Love this. Love this. This is so pro. This is so French. Get around this. I'm going to run that. I don't know. Do I know anyone on FDJ? Get me that kit. <laughs> Get me that good. kit. Next up. Ineos Grenadiers have copied the Bahrain kit. Yeah. It appears. <laughs> really. <laughs> Great to see the uh, the Saudi <laughs> Middle Eastern lads all talking and got the same designer yeah. on board. Fantastic news uh, for them. I think the only thing of note there is it's still Bioracer, by the looks, who are still their main sponsor. No, I'm not a fan. Mm. Move on. Boring. Next one. It's like a crap version of the Bahrain kit. Yep. Israel Premier Tech. Like a poor man's EF education first would be how I would describe this. This is, for want of a better term, try hard. Uh, that, that is, that is, I, uh, I, I don't hate the fact they're trying something different, and so I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give them too much hate. I like little pop, of, pop of pink coming out the bottom, but as I said, bit of a an EF ripoff. Let's be honest. Doesn't pop to me. Mm. It kind of because it's all faded in and tie dye. Yes, Taj Jones actually, he was a Nero rider. Look at him. Yeah, there he is. Taj looking well. Yeah, uh, they tried. Yeah, they tried. Um, the women's team is similar colour for color. the women's team. Yep. Yumbo Visma. Fan. Oh, so this photo. This that's is so it. coil. That's, we're going to leave this photo. This is it. You're going to have to blur it. this in the video because we're going to come back and we're going to pick that. So we'll leave that for now. Okay. Yumbo kit looks the same as last okay. year. Yeah. Live um, racing, another one, another women's. I don't know the women's kits. I don't well. mind this. I've seen okay. this in real life a little bit. Um, I'm quite – I'm not a big fan normally of like essentially a – a flower or something. It's, it's a bit cliche for a women's team to kind of throw some flowers on things like that. But I think the way they've actually done this, it looks kind of, it looks, yeah, I, I reckon it kind of looks cool. So I'm, I'm, I'm not against this. The only problem with, with that kit is just unfortunately the women's pro tour has a lot of purple in it and kind of, you know, I don't know what SD works are doing yet. We'll get to that later on. But it kind of just sort of looks like some of the other purple kits. Mm, but, yeah, blended. I don't know what's going on with this. Look how high that collar looks. Maybe this is a sample from a factory. Yeah, that looks yeah, that's, it'll be grand. <laughs> it'll be grand. Lotto Des- Disney, same as before, just with a blue trunk. Lotto, what is this team? Sudal yeah. Quickstep, they're called. Yeah. That's mm. that's the cl- the classic the classic quick step look. Yeah, I mean, I throw t- throw Tommy Burnett in that kit, and he they wouldn't look out of place. Um, yeah. uh, that's my yeah. number one kit. You yeah. know me, I love a logo. Yeah. Get, and yep. it, yeah, it, it's funny. Like I remember one of the sponsors that we dealt with. Like they were still, they're still super old school with this stuff. Like they still really want that chest logo for the post up celebration. It's like a big deal for some sponsors. So yeah, you know who the two sponsors are there when the post up happens. With with uh, will it be Cav? Will it be Jakobsen? We don't know. Not yet. Anyway. Next up, Trek, Trek Segafredo. Semifredo. So their women's kit has uh, been, for me in the last few years, one of the top kits of the year. And what I've always really liked about this kit is the grey bib short. Big fan of it. Uh, it's always looked a bit pro to me, especially with the big Trek logo. They get away with not many logos on their kit just because they don't have many sponsors. Trek throw a lot of cash at them. And, yeah, it, for me, not much has changed. The women's kit's probably just gone a bit backwards in that sense. But, um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd happily run that. I like that the women's team is is different to the men's. It's mm. like the men's red, the women's is blue, but it's the same design. I kind of mm. rate that. And I like the sleeve, the, how the sleeves are totally different from the trunk. Yep. UAE team Emirates, same as last year. Looks, same as last year. Sleeves that pop. Yep. 
big fun, fun fact uh, they basically UAE but doing UAE things they just invented their own um, uh, cycling brand to to do this so they've basically bought a brand an Italian brand called Pissi uh, which now just oh, make yeah. their kits for them oh there it is yep <laughs> so there you go there's some uh, oh, good. that's what you do when you're uh, you team UAE just buy a brand uh, is that it? That's it. That's okay. it. Yeah, for me, uh, a massive fan of FDJ. I think FDJ were my favourite last year as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'll get around. There's a few missing there, um, like there Bora, are. and always keen to see what Bora come up with. They're they're one of my favourites. EF always keen to see what they come up with. Uh, haven't seen Mitchelton Scott or whatever we're calling these Saudi boys from um, Perth. Now we can talk about that. No, nah, it doesn't, doesn't matter. No one cares. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so there's a few missing there. We, maybe we'll touch on those. But for me at the moment, it's FDJ. Yep. I'll go track my winner so far. Right Very there. good. Very good. Like, let's let's keep rolling with a little professional talk then, Jesse, because I know something caught your eye during the week. Again, a little bit of two and under stuff, just because it's the first race of the year. Now, do you want to give a little backstory on this with how this is how this happens? But it's it's a little bit to do with the wildcard teams that Oh, the UniSA, yeah. Mm. So the mm-hmm. um for the two down under, the Australians are allowed to enter a national team because it's a domestic it's an Australian race. So UniSA sponsor a team every year. It's a good chance for developing riders in Australia to get a shot at a world tour race. And it's it's basically the it's Caleb Ewan and uh six other riders from the Australian track team to lead him out, basically. Um, I, which is, I guess that's okay uh, for a racing point of view, but I just found it weird that um, a team that is basically funded by Oz Cycling and is is a, you know, it's a, a national domestic thing that there's no selection criteria or application process. It's just a captain's pick boys club and then they just enter the team so can i ask a question here because i think this this crosses a lot of boundaries i'm not this isn't like just talking about australian cycling or anything because if if this was a different sport for example let's say this was you you have your rowing Mm. history right if this was a a world event here in australia and there was a there was some australian boats rowing that's the right word chris How do you get selected? Like, is there is there a selection criteria for this? It or? would be absolutely unheard of to just pick a team. Right. That would be illegal because you it, it, you need to have a selection criteria because the selection process needs to be objective and fair. You you can't. So yes, you would you would go and you would do a series of anyone could basically apply, and then you would run through a series of tests, which would be like a, a fitness testing, and then you would do seat racing, and you would trying to come up with the objectively best team. Uh, so that is the complete polar opposite from what this is, which is just, hey, this is the people we want in the team. And to me, it looks like they just use it as a bit of a carrot. It's kind of like, hey, come into the track program and this is one of their little carrots that they dangle to the, to the riders to say, hey, we, you know, we'll give you a start and do it down under. Okay. What, for example, if, if you wanted to get selected for this... Well, like you, you looked at it, it and I'm you thinking, were like, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm riding well. I'm going to have a crack. But like, do that, you need to know someone? It's going like, to sound how does this so, work? Well, I don't know. I, so I honestly have no idea. I'm like, mm. well, what if I did want to get selected? I don't want to get selected for that. But what if I did? <laughs> okay. Or what if I coached a rider that I thought was good enough to get on there? How, and, and I was, oh, oh, that's an Australian team thing. Oh, that, sh- that means it should be fair and there should be an application. No, 
Nothing. Absolutely nothing. They just pick it, mm. which I just find that's just the way... It, it's it's been like that for a few. This was this was more in the last years. I think they've sometimes looked at nationals, which is a few weeks before, and then picked a you know maybe one or two spots are flexible. But this is the first time I've seen them just dump the team and yeah. everyone else. Yeah, that, and they just put it like that. But yeah, I just it's just to me it's bizarre. What other sport would a national team just you just they just pick who they want? It's, well, a lot of this a lot of this comes back to this issue of the fact that we get funding in this country for bike racing. Well. Okay, this is muddled anyway, but because it's all track-based and it's track performance-based, you know, Oz Cycling just look at it and go, well, well whatever, this is, this is a, an opportunity for our track people who are the people eventually who we get funding to, to get to perform. This is an opportunity to give them experience at a different, at a different level. The, the problem is, is there's this whole other part of the sport where it has all the participation like 90% of the participation is people riding their bikes out on the road and road racing mm. who are looking at it going, well, we'd like to do that. I don't want to spend too much time no. on it. I just sort of it's flashed up and I was like, oh, that's shit. And I just wanted to bring it is It is shit. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's, um, shit, but it's predictable, mate. As you said last, as you said to me last <laughs> week about domestic <laughs> stuff, just get over it, mate. Yeah. We've got to have a time limit on these things, yeah. on these segments. So maybe we just leave that there. Leave that there. <laughs> Whilst we're talking about selection, yep. I think we probably should should talk a little bit about Swift Academy. Oh yeah, that one. Mm, that one. Okay. Did you watch no. the episode? No. No. You didn't watch it. I mean, I, okay. I didn't watch the whole from start to finish every episode. No. We did. You watched more than I did because I I didn't watch any of it. I I don't. I still don't know why. Maybe because the episodes are so long. I just to sit there and watch a twenty five or twenty minute episode. So I, I really oh, tried. Yeah. Um, I've been watching a little bit of reality shows with my, my daughter, Catherine, who's nine. Um, and we're watching a bit of like The Amazing Races, The Survivors, all this kind of stuff. And we're kind of getting into it, getting around the characters. And I was like, you know, let's, let's sit down. We'll watch this together. It's in cycling, all the rest of it. Catherine will, will watch pretty much everything. We got 10 minutes in and we're, we're just done. So I, I don't know whether what it was the production of it, but yeah, it was it was particularly boring. I will I will probably add, mate. Like we we were biased in the sense that as soon as Cooper was kind of not in it anymore, I must admit I kind of clocked out. Um, but yeah, I, I don't want to talk too much about the actual production. We talk enough about that on this channel. I want to talk about. The result, not the winner, justified, good on him. But he's gone and got a Conti contract. Yeah, they've right? done this again. They've they've done done the last, they did it last. They did it last year. Can you just can you just explain this okay. to people, please? Okay, now he's got nothing to do with the the women's side. They get women and women's contract, professional contract. Okay, let me take my time with this. So they advertise the Zwift Academy. As winning a pro contract is in the title of the videos. For two years in a row, the men's winner hasn't gotten a pro contract. So they are joining the Alperson development team, which is a continental team, which means there's no minimum salary. There's no guaranteed that person's going to get paid anything. And it's by definition, not professional. And I, 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 it's 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 annoying. It's annoying me. I think I would just basically put it like that. Um, that 
I think I personally think it takes away a bit from the series. Like we've been big fans of Swiss Academy, we've been big up in it pretty much every year, and now I'm just like, wh- why are these riders fighting tooth and nail? For not a professional contract. Well, just just you need to quickly state this because you might people might have missed what you basically said. So it's sold as a professional bike racing contract. The winner did not receive that. No, correct, exactly. And I just find that almost, yeah, it's almost a bit. I don't know what the word is. It's almost scammy, fake scammy, fake. It's like we've got this whole production and get invested in all these riders, and then at the last minute. Without actually saying anything, we're just not going to give them a spot on the pro team. It's like you do Survivor what? and then, you know, they, you win a million bucks and then the, the winner gets announced and you go, actually, no, you won 250K. Yeah. It's like, it's like, what? You've won a million Survivor tokens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the opportunity to win a million dollars maybe <laughs> down the road. Yeah, like it's, it's wild. Okay, we've discussed this a lot, you and I, all right? I'm very, and I've said this in the beginning when we first started talking about this on the channel, I'm super cynical about the whole process. It's nothing to do with the writer. It's all about the reality television show because, as we know, Zwift pay for the whole thing. They even pay for the contract of the writer the following year. Depends who, but that's a problem. It's you've got, uh, yeah, because you've got writers, like the writers are fighting sort of tooth and nail. Um for something, because Luke was Luke was saying, um, one of the other guys we managed the team was saying, well, does it really matter? Maybe there was no riders that were good enough to get on the pro team. Mm. Um, so you know, maybe that's fair. I'm like, yeah, but it's it's a chicken and egg thing. If you if you don't offer the pro contract, if you don't really have a pro contract, why would someone waste? Because it's real, it's a big process to go mm. through to do as a rider. Why mm. would you waste that? I'll be really interested to see the comments under this because. I'll be interested to see if people are like, get over it, Chris and Jesse. Who cares? We watched it. This guy won. Just who cares about what the contract was? I'll be super interested to see. And if there is a lot of interest in it, uh, we will follow it up because obviously, you know, the, the guys, the Australian guys that went and did it, happy to follow it up with them about the experience that they had over there. Who cares? All right. Here's my point on that then. I would say the the level of commitment from the riders and the production doesn't match what you win because that contract is not really worth the shit. Well, uh, uh, relative to that, keep in mind. Uh, what I think they should do, if you're offering, and the other thing, that's, this is the other thing. For those, for the Luca in Italy, for even the guys from Australia, you can get on a Conti team yes. if you're good. Yes. You have access to that. Yes. Why do you need to go and do Zwift Academy to get a Conti contract? Any of the good riders here are already on the Conti teams. Take the Zwift Academy then to somewhere to give people that can't get on a Conti team access. Take it to Africa or somewhere where, okay, the show might not be as good because, you know, harder to produce and things like that. But at least the person that's going to win that is going to go, it's life-changing. For some bloke in Italy, if you were that good, you would have been on a Conti team. Mm. So I just, yeah, I, I think that's what really rubs me. Is that it's it's not worth it for no. for the guys that are getting on there? Well, no, but you're you're going further than that, and I think that's that's an interesting point. I hadn't heard you say that. Is is that well? Okay, if you're if you're just gonna make it this dev team kind of opportunity thing, well then give it to someone who really can't mm. have access to that. 
you know, no offense to 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 Cooper. Cooper's already at that level, already on a Conti team over there fighting for that. Yes, if he'd got on there, it would have been fantastic. But you know, he's not. It makes no Nigeria. sense. Well, it actually, what doesn't make sense? Why would Cooper fight for that to yes. get on a development? Like, Correct. You're already yeah. at that level, yeah. doing yeah. similar races. Yeah. I can go out and find the next Binium Grimai. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know if people would want to watch it, but like that would actually be a use of the contract. Yep. So well, that's yeah, that's a good one, mate. Yeah. I'll, I'll hand you. I'll hand you that one. So, Thank you. So you're the the bleeding I'm just heart a ma- lefty. I'm just a man of the people. That's <laughs> you're yeah. the bleeding heart yeah. lefty. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so look, as I said, guys, let us know your thoughts. I am really interested to know in your thoughts on this one. Is, are we just carrying on about something no one cares about? Let us know down below. Are we the first to call that out? I don't think anyone's called out that they're not actually offering a pro contract. Well, I don't think Lantern Rouge is because he'll lose his. <laughs> oh, yeah, sponsored <laughs> by Zwift. Sponsors. Oh, can't say. Yeah, I don't think, I, to be fair, I don't think we were ever going to get a Zwift sponsorship, Jesse. <laughs> but that's for other reasons. Um, let's let's keep chatting. Let's keep chatting because there's other things going on in the world that Mr. Patrick has spoken about, and I'd like to quickly bring it up, is uh, is Tom Pidcock taking a certain oh. KOM off a, uh, off a fellow YouTuber. It blew up, didn't it? That was less than a week ago. I feel like it's already old news that we're... It probably is. About it. Yeah, it what, probably is. What do you reckon, Chris? Um, I, I love this. Mm. I love this. Yep. I don't know what the sort of online reaction is, but to me, okay, yeah, we gave we gave Strava some shit the other week about its community thing, and and I, I stand by all that because what the what Strava is so cool at is the fact that yeah, there we are on these databases, on these leaderboards with with professionals, and that's the best part of Strava. So to me, yeah, I I, I love this. I, I I actually think Strava didn't make enough of this mm. to me. Mm. Like, let's see more of this. Mm, what do you think? Yeah, I, 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 I love it. To me, it's like, I think you were saying, you put it, you listen to your American sports stuff. To me, this, like a, having a rider in the preseason go out and just whack a com, it's kind of like an NFL draft thing, you know, where they do the, the, yeah, the, the dash. Combines. Yeah, the I don't, yeah. they do the jumps and the, the dash and yeah. the, and it's like, it's a, almost a little taste of that. Oh, I love to see, uh, and it's really relatable too because yep. you, everyone can go out and do a climb and be like, wow, they're yep. like literally on a motorbike. Yep. Um, so I was, yeah, the fact that he's gone out and done this and uploaded it and left the power data yeah, sick. is like, what a, what a guy. Yep. Yeah, winning over some fans. So the KOM itself, uh, do, do you know the numbers on it? Yeah, the rumors were, well, I think it was 6.7 watts per kilo for 20. One minutes or something like but that. But where, where does that stack him up? Like, is he is he is that is that today? Is that? Oh, of... I didn't do that deep of an analysis. Okay, yeah, I was more interested from a training perspective of the sense that he's like only he's mid cyclocross season, barely in season, and he's whacking those sorts of numbers. That's interesting. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty impressive. I mean, that's not the thing is that's not going to move that much in season because he's not training to whack one KOM at the start of a ride. It's totally different from the demands of what he's training for. But like, that's the level. They're, those guys just operate out year round. But I think you were, we were talking about this during the week. Like uh, we now kind of feel that like their numbers don't move that much throughout the year. Watts wise, it's, it's actually the weight that seems to be the determining factor as to where they are in the season. Mm. Well, at least that's, that's certainly reading between the lines of what Jay was talking about is that, you know, his, his numbers won't fluctuate. It's, it's when you really need to get down to a weight, you'll, that's that's your your goal target. 
mm. the race target, I should say. Yeah, definitely. Mm. Well, he'd probably drop a bit of weight. Well, it's a bit different for him too because he's doing cyclocross. If you took like the average pro and mm. went them to do a 20-minute test in December, they would probably not have as good a time, but yeah, more effective of work. Now, do you want to quickly talk about this photo that you brought up of the Yumbo Visma lads? I know you've probably oh, put this on yes. your old bedroom yes. wall. Yeah, this is. Uh, let me home. just take the poster down. Let's so we've got um, Primoz on the right. We've got Wout and we've got Jonas. What am I Jeez, looking you can at? Look, you can, oh, what are you looking at? It's it. Look, it's everything, right? <laughs> what are we looking at? First, first thing, look at the legs of Primoz and Jonas. We've got hairy legs here, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got full, proper mammal coating. Mm-hmm. It is. What are you? You're at team camp. You knew there were going to be photos taken. I just find it interesting that there's obviously pros that just stop shaving. I shave the legs year round. I'm a permanent hairless cat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, I know you're on the you're on the I'm laser pro- protocol the program, uh, but the. You know, the, the the World Tour pros just like to let it grow out. Uh, that was interesting. Nimble shoes as well. Look at that. New shoes for the team. Team-wide shoes as well. Big call to mm. have a shoe sponsor for a team, mm. given how much feet vary individually. I thought that was interesting. And look at this, Shram. Look how big the levers are. <laughs> I mean, look what... Yeah. Uh, mm. Interesting. So the SRAM setup. Um, Do I notice spotted. some Oakley sunglasses there? Oakley sunglasses. Mm. That's change. Primoz on the the Kato Kato game, and then the other boys on the Sutros. Um, oh, Primoz is such a Hubbard. I he's, know he's, he is. Isn't he? He? <laughs> his nose is sideways. It's Miller spec. Oh, dude, he is oh, such a Miller. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I will say just quickly on the um, so the shoe wide thing they did run they all ran Shimano shoes last year, and I do know um, Alperson forced everyone to run the Shimano shoes as well. So it is a it is a Brutal. thing that people do. They will they will get them to do it. Uh, a lot of people ask me to review the Nimbles. I'm not going to review the Nimbles. They're just amazing shoes that are very very expensive. So whatever. Moving on. Um, they are on reserve wheels. Next year, so they're not running zips, which is interesting. So Reserve is the the Cervelo wheel company. Um, they are also a new SRAM was spotted. Did you see that? I did see that. Yeah. Yes. So new. So I just paid them out because the levers are so big. The new ones are smaller, thankfully. So uh, we might see them running the new SRAM. But that I was one f- by. No, on the Movistar women's team oh, okay. bike, there was a. A yeah a, sh- a um two by okay it looked like I, I just saw the uh, the cycle cross one but yep. yes yeah yeah so okay. it looks like I maybe they, I think it I saw two different looking prototypes so it looks like they're still it's quite early on in the development which is why the boys here are still on the old the old school but yeah love that photo cracker no GoPro mounts very disappointing uh, <laughs> I'll also add the uh, helmet to sunglass gap horrendous on mm. uh, on Wout though. I don't froth many things in pro cycling, but a Red Bull helmet, the things I would do, <laughs> the things I would do. Yeah. So if anyone at Red Bull wants to contact me, I'm, uh, I'm open. I'm, I'm very open to that. Yes. That is so sick. I absolutely love it. Um, it's interesting. It brings up, okay, this brings up an interesting question. Question without notice, Jesse. 
Who's the bike sponsor of this team? Chevelo. Chevelo. Now you 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 know that, and I would argue that it's probably common knowledge amongst anyone who sort of kind of follows professional cycling. We talked about it a little bit earlier on about like SRAM getting involved and that kind of stuff. Would you say that Cervelo get more bang for its buck out of this sponsorship than a professional bike racing team by the name of Trek Segafredo? Mm. Yes. Because unequivocal. Okay. Let's 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 uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. What's okay, going on so, with Trek? Well, that's I honestly have no idea because I don't see maybe it's just an Australian thing, but Trek seems like it's dead. Mm. What have you seen a new Trek Madone on the road? No. I haven't? No. I haven't seen it. Would you would you buy a Trek? What's so, going on? Okay. Obviously I put that video up the other day and it never even crossed my mind to talk about Trek. I would be I'd be interested to know money wise cuz they they are the naming rights sponsor of Trek. How much money I'd be interested to know how much money they put into the being the naming rights sponsor of Trek doesn't seem to be doing much. And then Cervelo, who aren't a naming rights sponsor, you know, is that, are they putting in less than Trek yeah. are? For why no, they'd no. get way more bang for their buck. It, but, but just like as a, as a rule, like the brand to me, there was certainly a period of time where the brand was like it was you, – you, what's the right word? Like it was, it was premium but it was also it – was, it was the top. It was like – you know, you really trusted a, a Trek product. It was like it was a go-to for want of a better analogy. It was kind of like the Apple, sort of like it was was good. You just knew it was going to work and be great and get you through and all the rest of it. Mm. I just feel like it doesn't have any any place anymore. Do you know? Do you reckon that's because the team sucks? That's, that's probably where I should have started this conversation. I think it's because the yeah. team sucks. Yeah. They've only got... I'm probably going to piss people off. They've only got Mads Pedersen. Yeah. They don't... He's the only person that would sell a Trek bike. After Nibali left or racked it wherever he's gone to, I feel like that it's just... Who rides for Trek? Name, name five riders on Trek Segafredo. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm going <laughs> to struggle. Yeah. And I hate to say it because I'm, I hate being the person that kind of has that thinks that professional cycling has an impact in, in your brand, but I think I think with a brand like Trek, <laughs> yeah. it has to. Yeah. I mean, okay. Okay. I hundred percent think it does. Massive. Peak peak Trek is Fabian Cancellara. Fabian Cancellara Ooh. at, at well, a peak Trek was Lance. Oh, okay. Yeah. But fair if we yeah. But no, I actually think like for the well, yeah, for for the mass appeal, yes. But like just, you know, the images of like of Spartacus going over the Roubaix pebble, like cobbles. On the, on the Damani. On the, I mean, you just, that's frothable. Like it really is. And then uh, Trek Leopold when, you know, the Schlecks are on there dancing up with Contador. I think Astana were on Treks at one point. Contador had them. Like just the pinnacle. And now I think they're, they're struggling to be top five. Struggling to be top five. Yep. Easily. Yep. Um so I don't know. Yeah, what? Let us know your thoughts, guys, down below. Is where's Trek? Is it dead? Is it uh, is it kicking? I'm toying with an idea of a segment, and I'm thinking we need segments. We need for the segments. Show, we clearly way. need segments. Thanks. So I'm thinking Chris's creators corner, right? Now I'm going to have a little scour across YouTube, cross cycling YouTube, and see what's what's sort of popping, what's popping up in my feed, all that kind of stuff, right? 
And so I do want to give a shout this week out to someone I have spent a little bit of time with, Tyler, the vegan cyclist. He is bashing out some daily vlogs at the moment. And what I kind of really like about what he's doing, well, there's two things I like about it. So he's it's winter over there, so it's it's not out riding sort of stuff. So he's using a lot of the footage that he's he'd captured throughout the year. I don't know how he's done that just quietly. I would explode my laptops. Mm. So I don't know. The logistics of this doesn't make sense to me. But he's, you know, then reviewing some of the stuff that he did and using some of the races and the events that he did and he's gone back and used them as daily vlogs and reassessed them or he looked at them, found that really good. He's done some Q&As, which has been fantastic and, uh, and all the rest of it. But the thing that I have found quite interesting is he's also starting an apparel label. Okay, and he's distributing it out of his well, his warehouse down the road, and he's kind of documenting that daily vlog style about how that's how that's kind of building. And I, I'm really interested in this because essentially, like this is where this channel almost started, but it was kind of cart before the horse because I started an apparel label and then went, oh, I'll use a YouTube channel to <laughs> to try and promote that, which didn't work. Um, yeah, but he's doing the other way. He's got the YouTube following and now he's trying to, to do an apparel label. So I don't know if there's anything you've got to add on on that, but I just want to give him a shout. And I do want to have a little bit of a segment. I will try and have a look across what's going on on YouTube and bring it to people's attention. I haven't watched his videos for a while. I watched his a few of his daily ones. I oh, must have been from the, some of those Train Like a Pro ones. They were good just because it was – you felt like you learned something. Even if it was just not – you didn't learn like a lesson but you learnt something about his take on something, I always find kind of – especially if you're watching daily vlogs and you, you, it's committing a lot of time. You mm. want to feel like you get, you're a better human being for have, from having watched it. I feel mm. like you did a good job of – you kind of leave it. You're like, oh, that was, you know, he's, you know, his take on something and it's yeah, you actually feel like you're better having watched him. He made a comment in one of his Q&A videos which was um, – he the the mainstream media completely ignore him, right? So, Velo News, cycling tips, all that kind of stuff. The the mainstream cycling media pretend like he doesn't exist. They feel, I feel like they do that. They do that for most of the all of them. All of the, the and this is this online. this is what I find really interesting. It's like even even in our tiny little bubble that we had here, we we would have a you know a a decent enough kind of little YouTube channel that was promoting a team and it never got mentioned, never got mentioned by any of the mainstream media that we were using this platform, like the, this, as a way of, of trying to promote the team. I don't know. And well, that, uh, that was, I mean, I guess that's quite small, but that's, I think, why I, you remember uh, two months ago, Cycling Tips reshared Tristan's, that bike, the mountain bike race he did. And it was like, what is going on? Mm. It, it, was, it was like madness that, they, that they'd shared that. BMC paid for that. Correct? Just oh, wait, down below. So because he rides BMC. Well, just yeah. fill the blanks in for me there. So he, yeah, so it was, it was content that BMC sponsored and BMC instead of putting. And I think this is great. I will point out oh. this, is what, this is what brands should be doing. Big supporter of it. Please correct me down below in the comments if I'm wrong. But... BMC rightfully supported him to do that, you know, and therefore instead of BMC putting plasting an image of their bike in old school kind of ad, they're like, well, we've got this great ad because this cool Australian dude went and 
did a race oh, and let's okay. use that as our ad. So right. that's that's awesome. Good on him as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Yeah, yeah right. But so yeah, but what you're kind of getting is just probably doesn't happen. Oh, well, why, why do they need it? Well, as... I mean, his argument, which is, which is like, you know, Cycling Tips do an article about um, what's the most popular – uh, race gel at the Giro or like there's a lot of fluff content on there, mate. There is okay. a heap of fluff. Right, yeah. And his, his kind of thing is, well, hang on, I just went and did this like impossible route thing. It's like got all this like 30 minutes of footage, this huge, huge viewership, you know, just say, you know, vegan cyclist rides across France with all of the old thing. I mean, it's easy content for them, but they, they will not use it. And my, 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 take on it is why? it's just well it's okay why uh, my take is number one they don't know what to do with it number two they're really really scared of it so they're would it be like removing eyeballs from there like i mean maybe it's a short is that a true if they're scared or well if we promote this other media type i think they're just if they're are, they're afraid of the unknown would be my take. Yeah, they're afraid of the unknown and want of what it might snowball to. And finally, I think it's jealousy. I do. I think it's. I think it's those those journalists who don't really. Sorry, most of them don't understand anything to do about cycling, and they just don't get it. And so, if something they don't get, they won't touch. Mm. I guess it is. I mean, we're talking about it, so it is new. Yeah, I guess it is news. Mm. I mean, if 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 a 500,000 people watch a YouTube cycling video. That's way more eyeballs than in a reporting on some race somewhere that, you know, 10,000 people know about. They'll share, they'll share the um, quick step uh, behind the scenes video on YouTube that they do of like a, of a bike race, which will end up getting like 18,000 views. Whereas his event in, Boulder, Colorado, will get two hundred thousand views, and they won't sort of even acknowledge it. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think there's there's something coming there, and it's probably one of the reasons why we didn't talk about the cycling tips redundancy things because I think potentially you and I had a different take on it than the rest of humanity. But we'll leave that lie, hey? Um, yeah. All right. So. Let us know down below, guys. Uh, Chris's Creators Corner. It's a mouthful. Say that three times quickly. Is there a future in it? Uh, let us know some ideas. And Jesse needs a segment as well. So come up with some ideas. I was going to do a segment on like the best YouTube comments from the show before, but, but that means I have YouTube to. I hate comments. YouTube comments. It means I'd have to go in and read them all. So I'm like, <laughs> no, no, that's a terrible, crap idea. So I, I'll, I'll have a think. Something. Something regular because on uh, some of the shows or podcasts I watch, sometimes if it's done right, the segments are like the best part of the show. Mm. Sometimes it's not; mm. it's a bit you skip. Like yeah, sometimes yeah. Like if it's like Chris's corner, you skip it. If it's like Jesse's whatever, then you <laughs> you tune in for. So there'll yeah, be t-shirts. We'll, we'll keep trying. There'll yeah. be t-shirts. Chris's corner. And the, the other week we talked about some of our highs and lows of twenty twenty two. Um, I have asked, well, I've asked two mechanics. That's, that's that's quite a few. I kind of thought what their highs and lows were, and I just want to quickly say what those two were. The first uh, high that came back from Mechanic Twenty Twenty Two was in relation to the Shimano's Twelve Speed Disc Brake Group Set, and that the disc 
break bleeding process now with that new group set is exceptionally easy and it's exceptionally good from a mechanics perspective working in a shop working on these things regularly that has been massive so shout to them for doing that the other is um a wheel set um the bora wto new wto wheels have what's called a hidden nipple so, it, but it's a hidden nipple which you can actually adjust from the outside. So, anytime they do go out of true, you don't have to then go and remove. So, it's aerodynamically great because it's the the nipple's not out because you can easily access correct, the and you don't then have to take the tire off, do all that kind of stuff if there's any problems with it. That's direct am- nipple access. Direct nipple without access. taking the there top off. There you go. Just I like it. <laughs> I managed to get through most of that with a straight face. Um, yes. That well, we were on the borers because on those wheels, the nipple was behind the U shape of the rim and then it was a no rim tape job. So there was, I don't know how you actually, it was almost like just throw the wheel out because, yeah, that was, that was brutal well, that's when, when you we, break a spoke. Remember when we, that yeah. was the start of the, of the component world shutdown because I remember... Um, who had the, the uh, Dylan? Dylan had a one broken spoke. It took seven months. <laughs> it was like, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, that was the beginning of the meltdown. Hey? So they fixed it. Good. Yeah. Very good. All good. Okay, thanks for watching, guys. Just quickly, yes, for those who were listening to the podcast, like what's changed, we are currently on a bike to do this outro. Uh, just quickly, thank you so much for 2022. We really enjoyed doing these. We want to continue growing it, continue building it. And uh, we're really appreciating your support. JC, anything to add? Nothing to add. Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I'll drop a link to the podcast down below and all the shows we have done so far. Merry Christmas, everyone. He's creeping. It's great. (laughs) Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.